Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Katherine Morehouse. Ever since President Joe Biden announced a pause on new exports of U.S. natural gas, there has been a lot of debate in D.C. about whether the move will hurt America's LNG industry in the long run and if it will actually fight climate change. And those are valid policy questions. But there's also a major political angle you might be missing. Will Biden's LNG pause hurt his re-election campaign in critical swing states that have major fossil fuel ties, like Pennsylvania? That's a question Politico's Josh Siegel looked into recently, and he says many Democrats in the state are concerned and questioning the president's strategy. So today, I chat with Josh about Biden's Pennsylvania LNG conundrum. It's Tuesday, February 27th. So I really wanted to drill down and look at how the president's pause on new natural gas exports would play out in Pennsylvania. This state stood out pretty quickly. It's given it's a swing state. It's now become the number two natural gas producer. We quickly saw Democrats in the state, including the two senators, say they oppose this policy. So I wanted to build off of that and say, okay, you know, in previous elections, I know that, for example, some of the building trades unions there, because it's a very blue collar state, there's lots of manufacturing and work in the fossil fuel industry, but in both of those sectors. And I just, you know, wanted to maybe talk to some union leaders and also, there is a, a divide in uh, natural gas in the state. So I thought also it made sense to talk with some environmentalists and climate activists and some EJ communities to just get a sense. I mean, clearly, those are their constituencies that Biden is counting on to support this policy. How are they actually reacting to it? Is he creating enthusiasm as much as he might, you know, lose some support from supporters of natural gas and workers in that industry? And can you talk about why Biden's LNG pause brings up these complicated dynamics in the state? Yeah. So the biggest one is the unions. Again, you know, I've kind of had this ongoing conversation with a lot of the building trades unions since Biden's campaign. Back in campaign season, when he first ran for president in 2020, there was a lot of consternation from some of the building trades. Again, these are typically Democratic constituencies, but Biden's climate agenda, he had a very aggressive, you know, campaign promises around fossil fuels. He made some comments, kind of some stumbles and debates around transitioning from the oil industry, things like that, that really created some consternation. And some folks were really concerned there. And eventually those unions, a big factor why Biden was able to win Pennsylvania last time, it was a very narrow win over Trump, who had won Pennsylvania in 2016 over Hillary Clinton. A big part of Biden's win was eventually getting these union leaders on board. And it was a lot of them just kind of said, you know, what, we trust the president that he might be saying these things about climate and fossil fuels for campaign reasons, but he's a blue collar guy. He's from Scranton. You know, I've had this ongoing conversation. So I circled back and we discussed this LNG pause. And yeah, I mean, there is clearly some concern. I mean, it's still early days. I mean, biggest example of that was I spoke with a, his name's Jeff Nobers. He's the executive director of the Builders Guild of Western Pennsylvania, which is this cross-section of unions that represent folks all across the natural gas supply chain. And he said, 
Last time he was kind of Biden was able to walk back some of what he said about natural gas. But now we have a record. And like this policy is an example how he thinks that this administration is, in fact, trying to transition off fossil fuels. And that might mean that Nobers won't vote for Biden this time around. He voted for Trump in 2016 when Trump really made some blue collar appeals promising to bring back manufacturing. Nobers voted for Biden in 2020. But this time he told me he's undecided after Biden's pause on LNG. And then, of course, the other constituency that Biden is trying to speak to with this announcement is the environmentalist climate community. And there is a divide, again, you know, on fracking, on natural gas in Pennsylvania to where a lot of the cities, the suburbs around Philly, I mean, right, I mean, there's a very strong environmental community who has opposed fracking. We've seen concerns around groundwater contamination. There's an actual ban on fracking in the Delaware River water basin along the northeast part of the state. So basically, these two constituencies are kind of facing off here. You've reported that there's concern from Pennsylvania Democrats, including both senators. And you note that Republicans are confident that Biden is playing a losing hand. So why does the administration think their strategy in Pennsylvania will work? Yeah, so, you know, did get in touch with Biden's campaign for this story and and talk with supporters of the policy as well. And yeah, I mean, some of it, right, so from the campaign's perspective, they're saying, look, I mean, natural gas production and employment in the industry have both climbed during Biden's term. So he can say, look, I mean, this policy, again, it's a pause, it's not a ban. So production is going to continue for some time. It's actually gone up under Biden. Manufacturing is increasing, including in clean energy. That's going to be something that you're going to see the administration and their allies really talk about. And actually, Senator Bob Casey, who's the Democrat who opposes this policy, and he's the one who is facing a pretty tough re-election race. He's pretty much cruised to re-election in the past, but he's expected to have a tight race now. And and he, he told me, I can talk about the IRA and some of the investments that we're seeing in some of these fossil fuel dependent communities, for example, some movement in hydrogen, there's a hydrogen hub that's a a result of the Infrastructure Act. That's something that he's going to talk about. He's going to talk about there's a big battery factory around Pittsburgh that's springing up, you know, as a result of IRA. So he's saying, look, I didn't have he told me I didn't have that the last elections. I couldn't talk about that. This is a new thing. So it's a combination of like, Yeah, natural gas is actually thriving under this administration. Nothing's going to stop that in the immediate. And at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, we're investing in new industries and they hope that there's some level of of young voter enthusiasm, climate inclined voters enthusiasm that would offset any potential loss from the fossil fuel industry and potentially in the building trades. What's your sense, Josh, of whether the LNG issue will actually matter come election time in November? Yeah, so I talked to some analysts on this, including a political science professor with Mullenberg College Institute of Public Opinion, which is in Pennsylvania. And this person kind of made the analysis of this will matter on the margins. And in a state that is super narrow, the margins matter. So again, I mean, we, we I've talked about the divide on natural gas. So yes, it's true that generally this survey that he gave me, I mean, 67% of Republicans, this is a 2022 survey, said that drilling for natural gas would lead to more benefits for the state compared with 28% of Democrats, 39% of independents. So clearly, there is a divide. But I mean, if you just, you know, see kind of a vote there, a vote here, you know, persuaded by this policy, it could end up mattering. One factor I think that's relevant here, you know, we kind of like to think about natural gas, like, 
in comparing it to coal. Like how has natural gas really penetrated the economy of, of states where we're seeing a lot of activity? And one thing that I think is different than coal, and this was something that a researcher pointed out to me, is that despite Pennsylvania representing one-fifth of U.S. natural gas production, it actually is only a small part of the GDP of the state, representing less than 5%. So you're not seeing it kind of really, it's a diversified economy. It's not as dependent on natural gas as maybe a Wyoming or a Louisiana is on their fossil fuel extraction industries. So I think that's a factor that, you know, shows this might not be like a defining thing that will, you know, ultimately like tilt the election one way or another, but it's clearly on the margins going to matter. And we'll just have to see, you know, what's happening, you know, nine months from now when the election's happening. Also, West Virginia is putting Citibank, TD Bank, and four other banks on notice that they could be barred from receiving state contracts because they are refusing or limiting their business with fossil fuel companies. That's what Politico learned in a copy of the letters from West Virginia's state treasurer to the six banks. The crackdown comes about 18 months after West Virginia placed BlackRock, JPMorgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, and Morgan Stanley on the energy boycott list, which was the first of its kind in the country. The move is part of an ongoing attack on environmental, social, and governance policies. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Katherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is taking action to keep methane in the pipe. Their 2028 upstream methane intensity target is set to be 53% below the 2016 baseline. And they're committed to evolving facility designs and operating practices. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com methane.